I'm Kevin DeCristofano. I'm Sean Flanagan. We are the Ninja Turtle Nerds. The Ninja Turtle Nerds, your weekly podcast for reviewing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books one issue at a time. So how are you, Sean? It's been a while since we've uh, recorded. Yeah, um, I'm pretty good, uh, you know, trying to stay informed and sane during these times. But uh, on the turtle front, as of this recording... Well, by the time this is up, they, there probably won't be times anymore, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Finger, fingers crossed. Things. Yeah, as of this recording right now, those of you reading along, if you're interested, uh, Color Classics Volume 3 has been released. I do not have the De Niro to buy it, but uh, that uh, encompasses Mm. quite a few of the issues we've done recently, so that is out. And speaking of times, um, I I try to keep these, like, evergreen and so that, like, you know, anyone could listen at any point in history and they won't be dated, but... Uh, I, I I will just say to the listeners, um, one of the reasons we haven't had guests is COVID-19 has done one of two things to people. It's either had them have very little work at their normal full-time job or have way too much work. And I'm in that second camp. So, <laughs> so that's I. kind of aff- affected my <laughs> guest booking ability. But we will start having guests again soon on the show. So just, just a little peek there into when and where we're recording this. And... Uh yeah, they're uh, fellow turtle fans, so you have that to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. So, but today we will be talking about issue number twenty-one from Volume One of Mirage Comics. Came out in May of nineteen eighty-nine. So, not only did this come out with just a one-month gap, five-year anniversary, five years of Turtles books. It's crazy that it's only issue twenty-one in five years, but. Let's try to do like a, a, a quick recap of that. that so we got, we're on issue 21. We've had, I think it was seven Tales of the TMNT comics, four one-shots, and I don't know where they are in the cartoon at this point. What is this, 89? So they're in like the third season, I think, of the cartoon or the second one. So Turtle Empire grew quick. Like, think about that. Oh, and the toy line. Yeah, the toy line. Like we're five, year, five years... From that first comic that they were only hoping to sell like a thousand copies of to huge television show, toy line, and only a year away from the movie. Yeah. the I don't know if the movie was in production yet. I know 89 is when they filmed it, but I don't know if it was underway yeah. at the time. But I, I think it must have been because movies spent more time in production back then. That's true. But anyway, let's let's uh, let's stay focused on our issue here because uh, we know that's the only reason people listen to the show. They don't care about the other turtle stuff. <laughs> I only want to hear about the comics and just the comics. Today's issue it's forty three pages long, which is up from the thirty eight last issue. Written by Peter Leard and Kevin Eastman. Art by Jim Lawson uh, and Kevin Eastman with letters by Steve Levine. Return to New York, book three. So three in a row, Return to New York's. What do you get to say about the cover before we talk so, about the interior? I really like the cover. It's the the three mutated shredders. It's very uh, Ralph Steadman to me. He's the guy that would uh, mm-hmm. do illustrations for Hunter Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. But no, no I like it because you didn't really get a great look at them the last issue. You, you get mm-hmm. kind of a brief glimpse at the end, so you, you get a better look at them. So 
I'm just noticing now the the tiny one, the spikes are even more exaggerated on. Yeah, I actually don't like these covers. Um, the silver border on them, it reminds me of... Did you ever see Marvel Comics did Marvel Milestone Editions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this is like like before the true the true believer line where Mar- they've always been reprinting old comics it's not anything that's like unique to to this but they did these marvel milestone comics for those of you who don't know and the cover would be like say it was a reprint of amazing spider-man number 1 amazing spider-man number 1 they would like shrink down the cover and then have this like silver border mm-hmm. around the whole outside and that's that's what these remind me of i don't know i i like a lot of the other covers we've had so far like it's just seems i don't know it just seems like so much simpler well put (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it's it's very it's a very to the point um to the point cover so i guess that's all we have to say about the cover it's it's three of the mutated shredders that we saw at the end of last issue again it's been a little bit since we've recorded so i don't remember exactly what we said about last issue but i know story-wise where we wound up was they kind of uh cut up our our triceraton boy and now now the turtles are there with them i feel like the first two pages would have been a better cover yeah that's true because it's the turtles on the left and the three shredders on the right ready to face off yeah, this it's like a big two-page spread where it's like the Civil War uh, moment where like each team is lined up and ready to charge at each other from Marvel's Civil War movie, or from this, or from the actual Civil War, <laughs> where where the armies would line up and charge at each other. <laughs> Whichever one you wanna dwell on i'm gonna choose marvel because i keep happiness in my life I, I will say visually i think it's weird that the small shredder and the forearm shredder are kind of in the reverse of where i would have put them so that was going to be my next question actually speaking of the multiple shredders is which of these three shredder mutated like shredder things is your favorite design i think i like the forearmed goro one the most there's something very 90s about wanting to have like a monster with four arms. The, like Spider-Man, you know, you remember Spider-Man yeah, went through that yeah. period too. I mean, I know I don't think that was in the 90s, but it it was it was popular in the 90s cuz they did it in the 90s cartoon show for him. He seems like the most complete design. Um the one with the bug claw seems like he's a sketch idea. Yeah, the 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 claw guy is definitely like, okay, so we got the forearm guy and I want one with like a mutated, like big brain head and he, and he's got like the, the single middle finger Wolverine claws and it's kind of a cool design. Mm. And, and then what else can we do? I don't know. Give him, give him a claw or something. I, I things got to come out next month. <laughs> yeah. So. He's probably my favorite. And I, I wonder if they're the. Sh- I never noticed this till now, but their their helmets kind of look like the um, Nova. They yeah. look like the Nova Corps. They do. I wonder if that was intentional. I don't know because it has nothing to do otherwise, other than a vague similarity. So probably just a coincidence. But yeah, you just start the issue off with the turtles fighting the three shredders, and as usual, you get some great art of the fight. And uh, the turtles actually using their weapons. Oh, do they ever. They cut a guy's arm off. They Star Wars him. 
Yes, they and, do. And we finally figure out what the heck is going on, like why there are multiple shredders. And I don't understand this at all. Like I love the turtles and that's why we do this podcast. But I got to say this, this whole worm thing is a very weak attempt at, at bringing these shredders into the story. Yeah, I... So, I I know we bring it up a lot, but the 2012 cartoon did a good job of bringing these shredders in as just, you know, mutations created by Baxter. They were more henchmen. It wasn't really a shredder was dead type thing. But, yeah, the worm thing, it's weak. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Because I can't really say it's odd because of everything we've had. (laughs) This is the issue where they explain it, right? Where you find out it was that, like, worm... They, they they give you this nonsense science about how when worms eat something, they sort of become the thing they're eating, which is not true whatsoever. And, and a group of worms ate the shredder body, and then they like somehow were able to make multiple clones by like trying to keep feeding it more of the shredder body and get it closer and closer to the original shredder. Right? That's yeah. the story? Yeah. It- yeah, that's insane. That's, that's insanity. It's, it's no... And it's you say like oh yeah it it shouldn't stand out in a book where we've had like space triceratops monsters but it does though I think it says something about how bad how, how nonsense it is that it does stand out because nothing should stand out in a in a universe like this yeah like where where's the panel of the foot soldiers like feeding the worms daily <laughs> these yeah, are the shredder's fingers. That's a good point, too. It's a very sudden thing that that the story takes on here where, like, I don't know. I feel like there should have been more talk about the Shredder while they were in Northampton. Yeah. It it just feels like it happens, like, very quickly and very out of nowhere. And maybe it's because we're reading them one issue at a time right in a row and not waiting the months in between issues that they had. But... I feel like that would have actually made it worse now that I think about it because you would have gone years without even hearing about Shredder. Think about that. Yeah. It feels like it's at the same time glossed over and the crux of the story. Like both at the same time. Like it's like this is the most important thing about this story, but it's not that important because we never really had much of a setup for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that is a strength of the IDW run, is they kind of, even if something else is going on, they don't forget about the other thing going on co-currently. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, again, you get a lot more great artwork of the fight. Um, they're fighting the three mutant shredders, and then what I assume are just the mid-boss level guys of the Foot Clan. Yeah, my note about... Where where the worm story went, though, was uh, I wrote, did I just grow up? Like, after writing my huge, like, all my notes about, like, I, does this make sense? It doesn't make sense. Like, it's in a turtle book, like you said. I'm like, did I just grow up? Did I just outgrow the turtles? <laughs> but finally, after, like, almost 40 years. But, um, yeah, no, I, I like a lot of the rest of the issue. But that that really stuck out to me. So they, they fight the the quote-unquote shredders and then Raphael takes off as is his one character trait <laughs> it shouldn't be Raphael is cool but rude it should be Raphael always takes off 
<laughs> Raphael is cool, but gone. <laughs> See, we we got our own thing going. Donnie with his water heaters and Raf with his disappearings. <laughs> Nail the other two down. We got something. But you get the the foot soldiers with guns again. No, well, they weren't foot soldiers last time. They were just ninjas. Now oh. it's foot soldiers with yeah, guns. Soldiers. Now it's something. So, get it right, Sean. Get it right or get off the podcast. <laughs> well, it's been a great 21 episodes. Um, <laughs> I, maybe you know that. So this is the shredder that Leo finds, right? No. No? They're all worm clones. All right. So It says it says at some point in the story that they were... They kept making the worm clones until they made him, who is like a perfect worm clone, but it's not Shredder. Okay. It's it's still a worm clone. It's just like they finally managed to make one that didn't have a crab arm or a giant head or four arms. <laughs> like, so, so, yeah, that's basically it. I, w- I wouldn't call it Shredder anyway. All right. I'm trying to find the exact part where it says it, but... Before we get to that, there's kind of a cool moment where, like I said, Raph takes off and then eventually Leo catches up to him. And I really did like this moment as much as I'm kind of being negative about this issue so far. They they defeat the. Is it the three shredders they defeat? No, it's the is it? Oh, man. No, it's the foot. The yeah, foot it's the foot clan soldiers. The machine guns. Okay, that's it. Yeah. And then there's a great moment where Raph is basically like, you know, like, go on. I know this is your battle, which was actually the note that I made when he took off is like, this should be Leonardo. He's the one who got injured in issue 10 and sent them to Northampton all that time. But so, yeah, Raph is like, this is your battle. Go get him. And he says, you brother, you must not fail. I will find Don and Mike and together we'll come to you. And it's it's like, you know, it's that classic moment where you always have to have with Raphael because you have him run away and then you have him realize they're a unit and and turn around. And then eventually Leo fights his way to the better shredder. We could call him. <laughs> and I'm, So here's here's what he says to, to show you that it's not the actual shredder. Um, Le- Leonardo says three years ago, I saw you die. Why? Do you haunt us? And he says, is that important? Well, yes, to you, I suppose it is. Long ago, on a rooftop, you saw Orokusaki destroyed, torn to pieces by his own device. So that I guess that means the, the grenade they oh, threw down. Oh, okay, yep. You saw me die, but they found me. My people found me. My pieces. The Foot Clan is very resourceful and has knowledge of a great many skills. So somewhere they learned about worm cloning. Um, Some from the time of legend and myth. Some from the time of logic and science. Look, I can tell you right now, this one was not from the time of logic and science. (laughs) Together, all things are possible. (laughs) Not really. Um, Imagine a creature of our earth, a worm. So here's the nonsense that I was talking about. Small, blind, useless, but it eats. And from what it eats, it learns. Okay, not true. (laughs) And adapts its own cell structures. Again, not true. Others eat from the same dish and join together, taking on a completely different form. This is not something worms do. 
You can't just make this up. All right. So, yeah. It, got it. <laughs> this, this, this colony becomes a different being. Uh, their early experiments you met, so that was the other shredders they were fighting. They ate and began to take on... It, wait. They ate and began to think and act as one from one structure, one be, one being... I stood grotesque, alive, my lust for vengeance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so then they fight, <laughs> as George yeah, he, Lucas he, would write in a script. He does just kind of, like, give up explaining it. So maybe even to them, it just was ridiculous. So you know what? Just have them pick up the two katanas and let's get going here. <laughs> so. But I said in another episode we did, like, I... He didn't have the. Sh- they could have just brought the shredder back. Like, yeah, there was we no- have definitely seen comic book characters survive, uh, survive like quote unquote deaths that were way more explicit. Yeah, because all they ever showed was pieces of his armor. There wasn't parts of him. And I mean, I've never read the actual issues where Jason Todd comes back, but he came back no problem, and he got blowed up good. <laughs> I read the issues where he got blowed up. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you got Donnie, Raph, and Mikey fighting the Foot Clan, and you got Leo and Worm Shredder <laughs> um, kind of doing a katana on katana whirlwind, you know, fight. Anime. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? This is probably the most anime fight we've seen in the book so far. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, with all my complaining about the nonsense of the worm thing, it is a good Ninja Turtle story. If if my only classification are bad or good, I, w- I would say this story is good. And the worm thing, you kind of gloss over because you're just like really into where the turtles are kind of in their, their timeline. But it's it's a weak point in a good story. And... Most good stories have them. Some are more ridiculous than others. <laughs> <laughs> Emperor Palpatine is actually a bunch of caterpillars. That's basically it. And um, <laughs> it's more explanation than they gave in Rise of Skywalker, though. They fight, like I said, George Lucas style. And then there's the ending where the turtles are back in their sewer lair and Leonardo brings in uh, like a rolled up. Well, what what is that like a rug a rolled up blanket something and shredder's dead in there so they beat the shredder again and he triumphed over him he he finally had his rematch and he won yeah yeah they they blew the building up before that too i just wish there was more of a build to it like while they were in northampton i wish there was more reflecting on how leonardo felt defeated like the 2012 cartoon did that and it did it really well the movie, it's almost a little bit of a different situation in the movie because, like, they, you feel like they were only there for, like, a month, maybe. Whereas here, they were clearly there for over a year. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wish there was a little more, like, reflecting and, like, Leonardo wanting to be good enough. But they don't even get into it until it's time for them to go back. So, this is one of my favorite last two pages of an issue where they're uh, standing on shore and the Shredder's helmet is on one of uh, Leo's katanas and I, 
for whatever reason, I, I guess they respect Worm Shredder enough to give him a Viking funeral. I, I yeah, guess it's more to it's, make it's sure he's... to be that honor thing they still got. So, but I, I don't know. It, I think it's the weakest of the three issues of this arc, but it's still mm-hmm. good Ninja Turtles, so... Also, at one point in the issue, Raph gets hit with that three-section nunchuck. You know that thing we've mentioned on the oh, show yeah, a few yeah, times? Yeah. It's like a nunchuck, but there's three sections. So, like, I finally had to look up what that thing is. And have you ever looked into what it is? Nope, that's why we have you. So, <laughs> so, so I don't think it has, like, an official name. Some places I saw called it a triple nunchaku. So, like, a triple nunchuck. Others called it a three-section nunchuck, like we do. Yep. Uh, a three-section staff, I saw it called. But I think the official, like, original name is a Sansetsu-kan. Sansetsu-kan. That sounds the most right. <laughs> it's not a popular weapon. Uh, nunchucks aren't very popular either. They're, they're not... Um, Actually, the Ninja Turtle Minute podcast did uh, a breakdown on why nunchucks aren't a very good weapon uh, once. So I'll give them a shout out. Go listen to them. But um, Although that, that makes sense that Mikey gets so excited about that other chucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not, a, they're not a very good weapon because you I, I don't know a lot about martial arts, but uh, apparently like most of the. When you when you're using a weapon like that, you want most of the the power to be from the impact and from nunchucks. It's from like the the swing or something. I don't know. It's not a very good weapon. But all all the martial arts videos I saw using the triple nunchuck, using it online, looked like they were recorded in like 1986. So like <laughs> not a lot of people use it. Like so the basically they look like they were recorded the month this issue came out. Like, that was the like, last time it was used. Yeah, exactly. I didn't find anything that didn't look like it was recorded on a VHS tape and then later converted and uploaded to YouTube. Um but I was trying to like see them in action and and see but it's just not a popular weapon cuz the nunchuck isn't popular. And then this thing seems even more cumbersome. I could be wrong. Tweet at us if you know anything or email us if you know anything about um, these martial arts weapons. We are at TMNT Nerds on Twitter. We are TMNT Nerds at Gmail. So yeah, I had that little bit of information on the triple nunchuck. And then there was one other thing, unless you have something you want to jump in with, but I, I, I had one other thing I wanted to do was read the little thing Kevin Eastman put in the back of this issue. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is one of the things I remember reading this like 20 years ago or whenever I first went through the Ninja Turtle comics from start to finish. And it stuck with me as a very good way of looking at fandom. I think he, he, I don't know. I think he's onto something here. So I thought I would share it with our listeners. So he starts consider this scenario. Are you considering Oh, I am. Okay, good. A 15-year-old is avidly following Frank Miller's Dark Knight, eagerly awaiting each issue's release. He loves the new adult treatment of Batman, and by the time issue three is out, he is totally enthralled. Then, just before the fourth and last issue arrives at his local comic shop, he happens to be cruising through Kmart, and he sees out of the corner of his eye something horrible beyond belief. 
It's a pair of underoos. Remember underoos? I don't think oh, yeah. underoos anymore. It's a pair of underoos printed with the image of Batman and Robin from the Superpowers animated TV show. Crushed, his belief in the purity and integrity of his favorite fictional character shattered. The fan refuses to buy the last issue of Dark Knight, moaning, putting Batman on underwear just kills it. The it in question being, of course, any value to the character of Batman or his enjoyment of any manifestation of that character. Not only does the fan not buy Dark Knight number four, but stops buying all comics with Batman in them. So even though this was written in 86, I feel like this is a great message for the internet age where if people see like, uh, you know, a if people see sp- uh, a comic book character going in a certain direction they don't like, they're like, oh, I'm never reading that character again. Uh, he goes on to write, does it sound ludicrous? Does it sound unbelievably stupid? Does it sound like the worst kind of fanboy pouting? I like that he's using the term fanboy in 1986. It hasn't gone away. It sounds to us a lot like what we heard from several attendees at Fred Greenberg's comic book marketplace show at the Panta Hotel in New York City, which all the Mirage Studios creators attended as guests on June 17th of this year. While manning our tables and signing books, we had three comics fans ranging in ages from 10 to 17, approximately, come up to us and with varying degrees of obnoxiousness argue that because the Turtles have been used in licensed products, the original comics currently being published by the creators of the Turtles, Kevin and Peter equals Mirage Studios, are completely without worth or value. The youngest of the three wearing his unlicensed printed TMNT t-shirt... (laughs) looked at the TMNT cereal boxes on our display and said, when you have a cereal, that kills it. We argued back with varying degrees of politeness that the books that we publish have no connection with the licensed merchandise and that we have always made a point to keep them separate, something that we have no doubt bored you with in previous editorials. Perhaps there is some age or level of perception of maturity that has to be reached before one can separate the various aspects of one's beloved things, be they people, experiences, fictional characters, or whatever. When you get to that point, you can enjoy reading Bloom County. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's great. (laughs) While detesting Opus Dolls. So I'm guessing those are made by the same guy or something. Uh, You can love the Beatles song Revolution at the same time you dislike the use that shoe company put it to. Sorry, I can't read. Um, (laughs) Because it's it's done over this drawing. Like, it's not, I don't know. I, I don't think they made the text stand out too well, but it, you know, it's 86. What can you do? Um, So you can be fascinated by dinosaurs, even though you can't stand the way badly cartooned renderings of them are goofily silk screened onto beach towels. And the list goes on. All we can do is hope that along with us and all the other creators here at Mirage Studios, the majority of our readers have reached that point. So I totally get what he's saying. And this is something I have said about the Turtles franchise forever especially people who have been hating on the rise of the TMNT cartoon. Hmm. Like I've said on here a few times to me, that's just, it's the teen Titans go of Ninja Turtles. You can like teen Titans and like teen Titans go. It's possible. You know, 
it's possible to like multiple forms of these of these characters. And when I, when I reread that, I just thought this letter was way ahead of its time. What do you think? No, I, I completely agree. I know we've brought it up before, but uh, we, we definitely, as far as fandom, live in an age of you have to love it or hate it. And uh, mm-hmm. Rise of the TMT, I've watched a few. It's entertaining. I, I would argue Rise is actually better than the show we grew up on. And going way back, you and I had a podcast about just comic books in general before this one. Mm. And one thing I mentioned on that podcast was when the, I think it was the Supergirl TV show started. And like, I love her when she shows up in comic books and I, I love like Superman and Batman and a lot of DC characters, but I, I watched that show. And what I said on that podcast was it, I was, I was like, it's not for me. Like, Meaning, not meaning like, oh, it's not for me, like I didn't like it. Meaning like, I can tell that I am not the target audience of yeah, that show. Yeah, you know, You know what I mean? So like, I can still read a Supergirl comic and enjoy it. I don't need to like everything Supergirl's in ever, you yeah, know? Yeah, we've brought it up before too with the s- sequel Star Wars trilogy. However you feel about it, like, that wasn't made for us. And like actually, a, a better example. You know, I love Spider Woman, the character Spider Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've collected every solo series she has, and I don't read every appearance of Spider Woman. Like I don't, I don't go out of my way sometimes to to read. And and I don't know. That seems to be where some of these fans are. Is like once there's an oversaturation, or once you have a cartoon that's aimed at children, then the character is now ruined forever. And it's like, well, that cartoon's not made for you. It's made or bat going back to Batman, the example they used in this letter. Years and decades later, they had Batman Brave and the Bold. Which now, was a pretty entertaining show. <laughs> I never really watched it, but I could tell that its target audience was not the same target audience as Batman the Animated. Well, it kind of was the same target audience, but you know what I mean. It was a different approach than Batman the Animated Series. It was right? kind of more Adam West. A different, yeah, it was a different tone. So just because you had the Batman movie by Tim Burton and then you had Batman the Animated Series and the, the character was taken like in the super dark and serious direction and you had Dark Knight Returns Batman, if you hate Brave and the Bold, it doesn't mean you have to give up on the character altogether. Those other versions still exist. And to bring this back around to Ninja Turtles, and I, this is kind of a rant that's going on for a while here, so I'll try to sum up basically just, it was in the issue, so I brought it up. I, it, this was at the end of this issue, so I figured it's on topic. Um, bringing it back to Ninja Turtles, a lot of people don't like those Michael Bay movies, but I'm not saying that Turtles are done and I'm done with Turtle, and I'm not going to watch the next time they make a live-action Ninja Turtles movie. I'm done with it, and I don't know. I don't know what my point is anymore, because clearly I think I'm a little off-topic. I think this was more about the commercialization and and the Turtles becoming toys and cereal boxes and video games and how that means they're not, uh, they're not super dark comic book characters anymore, which also is, is, is not the case, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of meat on the bone of this letter to the reader here yeah i, I agree it, it it's almost it's almost like he he kind of could see where things were going with the fandom and 
I mean, to me, it boils down to this. It's pretty great we still have Ninja Turtles, right? Because there's a yeah. lot of properties that go away. <laughs> so, Or a lot of properties that you don't even realize are still around because it it changes so much or or like like something like power rangers where like it's not as widely known but i don't think they've ever gone away no they they have a ton of series and i'm sure there's fans for every single one and it's still around so i don't know i i I think it sometimes we have to step back and just appreciate all versions of the things we love and just kind of be happy that we still have them yeah, that and just because something seems to be making merchandise now or or appealing to a different audience, it doesn't mean that the the other version of it you liked is ruined now because because there's a Ninja Turtle action figure next to a My Little Pony in the toy aisle, it doesn't mean the com it doesn't mean the first issue of Ninja Turtles doesn't still have Raphael stabbing a guy through the chest. Like that, that doesn't totally get erased. Does. <laughs> that doesn't get erased like in Back to the Future, like that photo from Back to the Future somehow. <laughs> like, imagine you open the comic, erased from existence. <laughs> Lord, the minute they put that toy in the aisle. <laughs> if it worked that way, there'd be nothing for us, for any podcast to be about. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know. That was kind of a tangent, but uh, this issue... I'm going to say it's it's good Ninja Turtles, but it's 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 tiptoeing the line. I'll put it that way. It's, it's right up to that line of almost bad Ninja Turtles. That's my review. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you guys very much for listening. As I said before, you can find you can email us if you want to, you know, tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right, tell us, "Hey, I got this cool story about how I found a ninja turtle figure somewhere and I want to talk about it." We'll we'll read letters on the air. I say that having never checked our email in, over the last like 3 or 4 <laughs> months, so keep that in mind. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'll check it at some point and uh maybe next episode we'll be reading emails. I don't know. But we are tmntnerds at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at TMNT Nerds, Instagram at TMNT Nerds, and it's kind of key that you go to those places because all the visual stuff I post on there, I get a little behind at times. So uh, you might see me posting about the episode, the issue we talked about two weeks ago, but <laughs> eventually I get all the images up there and uh, and you'll see all the stuff we talked about. So uh, go there. And if you want to, if you like this podcast and you want us to be able to buy like, new microphones or get a website going so that more people can hear it, things like that. Uh, you can, uh, donate to us on Patreon at the Ninja Turtle nerds. And we're going to probably at some point work out a Patreon exclusive episode or something. I don't know. It's, we need more listeners for that. That's way down the road, but I, I'm yeah, hoping we get donate, somewhere with it. Cause I really want shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the Ninja Turtle Nerds on Patreon, if you want to go there. And like I said, if you donate a dollar or a hundred dollars, that money's not going in anybody's pockets. That's that that will be used. That will be put right back into the podcast to buy one thing. Those are the two I keep saying because they're the ones we need. We will have better sound quality if we can get new microphones and we will have better outreach if we can get a website. So those are the first two things I'd like to 
uh, use Patreon money for if we ever get there. So thank you guys very much for listening. And we will be back next week for the next issue of the Mirage Ninja Turtles. And we'll see you then. Bye. Now I know he's Red Hood and stuff, but I, I didn't. I don't know. That's that's for the the Batman people, the Batman nerds. Man, do they get a lot of ground to cover if that podcast ever exists. Welcome to my parents. We're gunned down in an alley podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>